Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap, everybody. You're here today with Andrew in Spring, your favorite internet sex personalities. I don't know if we're your favorite yet, but we are. We, we are, yeah. Keep going, we we, keep going. we should be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hot Spring, how are you feeling today? I'm so great. I'm so happy that this is our Valentine's Day episode. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if if you've been one of our listeners over the last three years, you know how I feel overall about Valentine's Day. But there can be really good things. Like last year, we talked about self love. The year before that, we talked about report cards. The year before, we talked about. Uh, I just yelled for like 25 minutes about how much I hate Valentine's Day and how romance shouldn't be performative and how men are. Expe- anyway, uh, we have really good news this Valentine's Day for everybody, and it's about self love. So, uh, what is it? Well, what are what are what are we doing for Valentine's Day this year? This year, we have a contest to give yourself some self love or to share some self love with another person of your choosing. So, we have partnered with Sweet Vibrations, which is a company that we love. And if you listen, you have heard about them before on our podcast. And they make some amazing vibrators that are very affordable and very high quality, which is something that is very hard to find in that combination high quality and affordable. Um, And so, yeah, we have a contest with them and it's running right now on our Instagram, um, February 7th through February 14th. So make sure you go check our Instagram uh, and find out how you can win a free vibrator from them. Awesome. Uh, So what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Oh, um, I'm going to go visit uh, one of my partner's um, grandmothers with them and uh, have dinner with Grandma and Grandpa. That sounds nice. That's really fun. My partner is leaving town to go home to sp- see his dad for his dad's birthday. So I'm going to be cuddling with my dog, and she's pretty much the best Valentine that anyone could ever ask for because she's sweet and she loves you completely. Um, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. The couch and a dog. That's all yeah. I need. So, but happy Valentine's Day to all of our listeners. Thank you for being on this crazy long. This is our fourth year, right? Or is there a third year? We're Some number of years. <laughs> Yeah. But thanks for listening. Thanks for staying with us. Um, And our questions today uh, aren't necessarily about, I mean, they're kind of about Valentine's Day, um, but we get a lot of questions about about bisexuality. And a couple years ago, we did an episode, Is Bisexuality Real? And we've touched on it multiple times. Um, So today we have a variety of questions and situations that uh, our listeners have submitted. Um, The first is, uh, I'm afraid to date a bisexual because I feel like I won't be enough and that they'll stray. So they think that they'll cheat on them. That's not really a question, but it's a statement and we'll talk about your statement. Um, The next question is, how do you deal with bisexuality in monogamous relationships? And then the third question uh, is, should I tell people that I'm dating I'm bisexual because it has scared away potential partners in the past? I think the, I mean, they're almost the same question. They're very similar, yeah. I mean, if we get at the heart of what is behind some of these. Um, but yeah, I think let's dive in. I love talking about bisexuality. Who doesn't? <laughs> so where do you want to start? 
All right. So let's start with the one you discussed first. I'm afraid to date a bisexual because I feel like I won't be enough and that they'll stray. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I think this is a legitimate fear because people don't understand bisexuality. Like people, like the word is kind of scary. Um, men who are bisexual, people think are gay. Women who are bisexual, like people like fantasize and romanticize about as unicorns or being part of triangles. Um, but I think it's really important when whenever we're talking about, about bisexuality, we're talking about a sexual orientation. It's su- who someone is attracted to. It's who makes you tingle, right? It, it's not, I need to have sex with all of these people. It's just, I'm attracted to more people. Their dating pool is larger. That's really all right. it means, right? And so, yeah, I mean, so what's interesting about this question is that you could put any word in there, right? I'm afraid to date a homosexual. I'm afraid to date a heterosexual. I'm afraid to date a person who doesn't categorize themselves as sexual. <laughs> I'm afraid to date anybody because I feel like I won't be enough and that they'll stray, right? So the question is really not about bisexuality, even though maybe somebody thinks that it is. The question is really about, I feel like I'm not enough. Right. So the word bisexual is scary because not being enough is different than the not being enough that you're used to. Right. So I think everybody entering into any kind of relationship has insecurities like, am I enough for this person? Is this person going to cheat on me? Am I going to be good enough at sex? Am I going to fulfill the needs of this person? Um, And there's this assumption that people make about bisexual is that for their sexual, emotional, romantic needs to be fulfilled, that they need both men and women. And that's not what bisexuality means at all. It simply means that their emotional, romantic, sexual needs can be fulfilled by both men and women. They don't need both at the same time, but those needs can be fulfilled. So if you don't feel like you're going to be enough, you should ask yourself why you feel that way. Because if a bisexual person is interested in you, if they want to date you, um, it's because they're into you and you are the person who can work to fulfill their emotional, romantic, sexual needs, right? And if you're dating them and things are going well, (laughs) you're doing it, right? It's not that they don't need a woman or a man and a man, right? And I think that why people, you know, kind of think, that a bisexual person might want to stray specifically kind of in this question is that they need to have sex with all types of bodies to feel fulfilled. But just because they like and enjoy sex with different types of bodies doesn't mean that they need that to be fulfilled in any way. And, um, but the other thing is, there's always toys. (laughs) So when we're talking about, you know, like what does somebody really enjoy in bed? Like you don't necessarily have to have the body parts that somebody likes to play with in bed to be able to have a great time with that person in bed. Right? Absolutely. I mean, we, I know I'm friends with tons of people of trans experience, right? I know, uh, heterosexual, transgender men. I know gay trans men. I know top trans men. I know bottom trans men. Uh, And across all of those categories, they can be very successful and be fulfilling in those relationships, regardless of the parts they do or don't have, because they can fulfill needs by using toys, by using strap-ons, by using dildos, by using... I mean, once again, if it's about a part that someone's looking for, there's lots of ways that you can build that into your romantic and sexual relationship with that person as well. Right. So uh, 
I mean, I, I, I feel bad when we get these questions because there's so much insecurity uh, that people have about dating and connecting to other t- people. And I really think that every single word we add to like ourselves as a person, if we're like identifying or labeling ourselves, uh, it makes other people wary, right? Because I think a lot of times people go through their lives and they don't spend a lot of time thinking about who they are. If you're a cis heterosexual person, the whole world around you sort of says, oh, you're okay who you are. You don't have to come out. You don't have to do a deep examination of yourself. You're going to find somebody and you'll be fine. Like it's that kind of easy societal path. But but that's what the world around us says, right? If we think more closely about ourselves and our relationships, that path is kind of like an illusion because people are a lot more complicated and we need different things and we want more things and our identities are a lot more complicated than that really simple, like you're a straight cis person, right? There's so much more to who you are as a sexual person. Um, So if you're insecure about dating, think about yourself and think about your needs. Think about how other people fulfill your needs. If you're dating somebody, you're doing that same thing for someone else, right? It just takes a little bit of reflection about what you need in relationships, what you're looking for in other people and how they fulfill your needs. And think about it, like just be, like have a conversation, talk, reflect, write a journal, create a checklist, make a sex menu. We have some episodes that can help you across <laughs> all of those different options. Episodes, yes. we, we and have. yeah, I mean, I I really like, I just want to pick up on something that you were talking about, about this um, thing of putting labels on ourselves. And, and we've talked about this before in an episode two and how that's helpful. And it's like kind of shorthand to help someone understand some things about you. And I also like the idea of, you know, letting go of labels and specifically when we're talking here about, you know, people have decided that bisexual means something in these questions that we're getting, right? Like they're assuming that because this word bisexual is applied to someone that it means they need to have sex with both body or all body parts or they need this or they need that. And what the main problem is here is that we're putting all these assumptions on somebody because of this word. And so another thing that I think will really help us when we're kind of thinking through these questions here is letting go of the term when you're specifically um, dealing with a situation where you're asking yourself this, like, how do I deal with this? Um, Like, let go of the term and talk to the person. (laughs) I mean, that, 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 that age old, like piece of advice, actually talk to the person. Now, if this person, if you're afraid to date, talk, Communication, yeah. And I I mean, I think this also, there's some introspection and reflection that really helps here too. Now, if the person introduces themselves as a poly, polyamorous, not interested, date lots of people, sex with lots of people, then like that's a a totally different conversation that you should be having because you know moving into a relationship with that person that you're not supposed to fill all of their needs and they're going to get their needs fulfilled through a variety of different people, sources, ways, right? But... If someone just says they're bisexual, you are enough, right? If they're interested in you, bisexuality doesn't mean they have to have sex with everyone. We have to start getting rid of those myths, right? That bisexual people uh, are really uh, out there having sex with tons of people that they're really promiscuous. No, they're not at all. Uh, Just there's more fish in the sea for them. They can date men and they can date women, right? So just... They can date more people, and any one of those people could be their person if they're interested in monogamy, uh, which takes us to the second question. Uh, 
How, how do you deal with bisexuality in, in a monogamous relationship? And we're going to take a break. So you think about it during the commercial, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. How was your break? <laughs> so um, have you figured out how to deal, Spring, with uh, bisexuality in a monogamous relationship? Um, yeah, you let go of the word bisexuality. <laughs> and the question is, how do you deal with a monogamous relationship? <laughs> I mean... That was pretty funny. <laughs> I think so. This question is, I mean, very similar to what we were just talking about, right? So, this is like placing some assumptions that um, someone who is bisexual can't be in a monogamous relationship because they want to have sex with people of all different body parts. So, what we really are looking at here is um, that's not true. So, we're actually just looking at, you know, a monogamous relationship and insecurities about being enough for someone again. Uh, uh, and when I saw this question, I don't know if this was a bisexual person who asked this or if this was somebody who was thinking about entering a relationship with a bisexual person. Um, so I think sometimes uh, people who are pansexual or poly haven't really talked about it or don't use those labels for themselves yet. So if you are poly, but you're bisexual and you're thinking about a monogamous it's a very different kind of question, right? Um, bisexuality is not something you deal with if you're in a monogamous relationship because you're in a relationship with that person and bisexuality is not really part of it. I Oh, fun story time. So I have these really awesome friends. They live in New York City. They are both bisexual um, and they go to gay bars and to straight bars and their favorite thing to do, and they're monogamous. They've been together, I don't know, for 10 plus years and they go choose uh, if they're going to be checking out men or women together on a certain night so they'll go out and they'll like well tonight we're going to check out women together so they're both bisexual and they're like oh what about this one? Oh, what about this one this one's so sexy what about this one and then the next night when they go out they'll only check out men and they'll both focus on men and like talk to each other about it it's just a really fun way that uh they experience and they play with their bisexuality uh like talking with each other having a really fun time uh saying how beautiful and attractive people are all around them and it's really fun to go out with them uh, as well because, like, you'd just be like, hey, guys, uh, are you checking out men or women tonight? So took them to a crazy drag show one time and it messed up their game. But that's a, a conversation for a different episode. Yeah. So you don't you don't have to deal with bisexuality in a monogamous relationship, right? Other than, once again, insecurities that you might have or mislabeling or assumptions that you make about somebody who's bisexual. Anything else you want to say about that one, Spring, or should we move on to... I think we move on. I think, <laughs> yeah. All right. So should I tell people that I'm dating, that I'm bisexual, because it has scared potential partners away? Mm, yeah. I think this is a really interesting question. I, and, and I like that we know this one's coming um, from someone who identifies as bisexual. So I think you know that there are a lot of things that we are nervous to tell potential partners. And, you know, it could be about our sexual orientation. It could be about our relationship orientation. It could be about traumas that we've experienced. It could be 
about, um, you know, even our life plans and where we're thinking of living in the future. There's a lot I mean, of things. If you want to have kids, if you don't want to have kids, how right. many partners you've had in the past? Do you talk to your parents? Where do you live? What kind of job do you have? I mean, like, there's a lot of things that can cause uh, people some anxiety when they're starting to date or thinking about dating somebody. And I like how this question flips the script from the other questions, because the first two questions were about people being insecure about dating someone who's bisexual. This is a bisexual person who is scared that other people are going to be uh, turned off or dismiss them or reject them based on their sexual orientation. Yeah. I don't know. So when I read this question originally, when I looked at it, I was like, wow, what would I do if I was in that? situation what i tell people um yeah yeah and i mean i think that all of these questions all of the things that we think about um we're worried about telling someone is because we've had some thing happen in the past right so someone i told in the past didn't react well to that so now i'm nervous to tell people in the future or i've seen in social media that some people react badly to that so i'm afraid to tell someone right so i think it's really hard to um, navigate this when you've had um, some information either from your life or from other people's lives telling you that you know you should be worried about it and so i think that there is a very real anxiety that exists there. And I think that we don't need to do anything on a certain timeline. So, you know, when you start dating somebody, um, I do think you want to eventually share all of this type of information that we brought up, all of these things that might uh, cause you some anxiety to talk to a potential partner about, but you don't need to do them right away. You don't need to say all of these things to somebody on your first date. Oh, first date. I don't know. I mean, so I, I think that's really sage advice. Um, my other response when I saw this question, at first I like I did a tongue pop. And I'm like, oh, this is sad. And my second one was like, bitch, absolutely. Tell them because people who are afraid to date bisexuality or someone who's bisexual is active homophobia most of the time, right? They're afraid of same-sex things and other people. They're afraid that like there's all kinds of other stuff that pops up inside of those conversations. Like you're afraid to date a bisexual because they've had sex. Like if, if you're afraid, there's a lot of women who won't date bisexual men because they've had sex with other men and they're afraid of homosexuality or there's some kind of homophobia wrapped into it. I mean, not all of them, but often the reasons why people reject you are based on, you know, some really homophobic responses. And I wouldn't be interested in dating them anyway. So if somebody is homophobic or afraid or biphobic in this case, right, um, I would... So you're saying you want to know that right away so you don't date them. I would actually say um, that's not a reason to do that. You should not just uh, dismiss them and get rid of them right away because what we do know um, from research is that one of the only things that actually changes people's opinions on uh, homosexuality and bisexuality is knowing somebody that they care about that... But Spring, I'm so exhausted of always having to explain. Yeah, but if somebody um, does have some stereotypical beliefs about some of these like orientations or something and you want to challenge them and they get to know you and then you tell them that you're bisexual once they know you, you actually could be doing the world a favor as well. So 
I'm just going to challenge your uh, <laughs> advice to cast somebody aside straight away because of that. So the, the third part <laughs> of my response to this question is uh, there are a lot of heterosexual men who kind of fantasize uh, about dating bisexual women. And I think that, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are bisexual who who feel really awkward where, when they're in these situations where there's, a, there's this assumption that three ways with women will be possible or they can watch their girlfriend make out with another woman kind of thing. It's almost fetishized. So if that's what's making you uncomfortable, right, you kind of have to weed out that sort of like being fetishized. I also know bisexual men who, when they reveal they're bisexual to women, the women are no longer willing or comfortable dating them. Right. So like learning about their past in both of those situations, uh, it, it is a kind of rejection where, uh, you're reject, like they're being rejected based on their sexual orientation and all LGBTQ plus people understand how horrible that can feel when you're in that situation where, you, you know, you're starting to catch some feels for somebody and you're starting to want to move forward in that relationship. Um, so I think in some ways, uh, I don't know, listener, uh, what direction you were coming from. There's not a lot of context that came with this question. But if you're if you're coming from this, like you're afraid of scaring pit partners away because they're going to reject you because of it. I also think that there's some real risk for people who are bisexual in revealing it because they'll get rejected based on some of the assumptions we were talking about or, earlier or someone's dating you because you're a bisexual, because they're looking for something fetishized about you as a person and not really looking at you as a whole person as well. So I think that there's some protective behaviors that people who are bisexual probably need to to implement when they're starting to date other people as well. Um, I think this is a really scary thing too. Uh, so I kind of made light of it with, with, with what I was saying earlier. And I'm really glad that Spring came back and said like, you know, this is one of the ways that we can change people's opinions. Um, but it's also like, a way that people get rejected and rejection is really hard to deal with, right? You, you like someone and you're getting closer and you reveal something about yourself. And then there's this, this rejection of you as a human being, you not being a worthy partner because of someone else's fears or because of someone else's phobias or because of someone else's fetish. Um, and, and that's why that, I mean, it, it might be better to say earlier in a relationship rather than later in a relationship, uh, I don't know. It's really complicated. I don't think that we can say that there's a 100% easy way to do it. Should you tell people that you're bisexual? I think it's important to tell people who you are as a person. And I don't think that we can have healthy relation, healthy, long-term lasting relationships if we hide, you know, who we really are as a person and what we like and what we care about and what we do, uh, what we need, uh, our background, our story, right? Because yeah. being a bisexual is part of your story. It's part of your life. And absolutely it's something that you should share but the fears around sharing it are really real because it leads to you know loss and rejection and i don't want any of our listeners to ever feel shame about their sexual orientation or feel like they have to hide it which is why i, I had the yeah the immediate bitch no response i think that you know all of anything that you are wondering if it's the right time to disclose to somebody means that um, not only that there's anxiety that we talked about, but maybe some fear of rejection, but also maybe some safety issues. And that's the one that is the most important really. And so, you know, making sure that you feel safe disclosing something to someone is really important. And 
if you do have some doubts about how somebody might um, receive something like that, then I would say, like, I would recommend doing it in a semi-public location, you know, like some type of uh, cafe or something where you can feel physically safe um, if that's a real concern for you. So that no alcohol, you- not at a bar, no drinks, <laughs> right? Like a cafe, a dinner, a lunch, those kind of situations. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, so bisexuality still causing problems. I mean, all of these questions at the end of the day, if bisexuals were out there just like on this national rampage, breaking hearts and cheating on people and ruining lives, like those stories would be everywhere. Like they would be in the news. We would see them. Our friends would tell us their bisexual heartbreak. Those stories aren't out there, right? This is like one of those ongoing myths that sort of propagated it's not real. Um, I, I, I wish there was something that I could do to really help people not be afraid, both of dating people who are bisexual or revealing bisexuality, because all of the nonsense surrounding the questions, like all of that badness, all of the rejection is based on these societal stereotypes that we know are just not true. <laughs> yeah. Twice as much love. There we go. So I think to get to our end of the show today. Do you have a tip for us to start to wrap some of that up, Andrew? Oh my gosh. I just, the whole, everything I say is a tip, right? Listeners. I Um, I know, but I want just the tip. Just the tip today. Um, So my tip uh, about dating people who are bisexual is have at it and have a good time, right? There's a lot of people out there who are bisexual, give them a chance. And if you're bisexual, I mean, you have so many fish in this. I'm kind of jealous of bisexual people, right? Like my dating pool of gay men is pretty tiny. But if I was a bisexual, I'd be like, holy crap, there's so many people. So, you know, embrace it, engage with it, love it. And then if you need me to lay the, the beat down, slap someone down for being terrible, you just, you just send them my way. Send them the podcast. I'll, I'll let them know. I'll like give them some truth because like you are worthy of love and you give good love, I hope. Well, if you keep listening to our show, you will. That's it for me. What about you, Spring? Do you have any good bisexual tips today? Just the tip. I feel like I have to give two tips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I think that, you know. There was a period <laughs> hidden today inside. I think that, um, you know, what I said earlier is that uh, letting go of labels and, you know, really talking to someone and asking them and figuring out what their wants and needs are. So instead of assuming that, you know, something about somebody because of a label, um, really checking in with that person and um, checking out the facts that you think you have already and then um, seeing what the actual facts may be. We call a lot of things. We call a lot, a lot of, of things facts these days, you know. Uh, so I like to make sure we know which are real facts and which are ones we make up. <laughs> that tip has. I have. Thank you for those facts, Doc <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. If you have any follow-up, if you have additional questions um, or any question at all about love, sex, relationship, sexual orientation, dating, anything at all, you just let us know. Wait, did you know that I actually had a period today also that goes along with our tips? Did you, were you trying to cut me off there? You didn't want to hear the bad joke of the day? Because I got one. Oh, this is bad. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. What did the yeah. leper say to his new sexual partner? I, 
I don't know what. You can keep just the tip. Oh my! I'm sorry. If any of our <laughs> listeners have leprosy, I'm really sorry about that awful joke by Spring. If you'd like to complain about that joke, please contact us on our social media. So you can call us at 413-I-RAPID. You can email us for the sexrap.gmail.com. And you should check out our social media. We're really active on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Sex Rep. Don't forget about the contest. And if you want to buy a vibrator from sweetvibes.com or org, wait, sweetvibes.com. Sweetvibe.toys. You can use our discount code. It's sexspacewrap for 15% off. But thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too afraid. Music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.